planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. What is a Fisher House? It's a place where families can stay close by while our military and veterans are treated for wounds and illnesses, seen or unseen, at military and VA hospitals. Because the family's love is the best medicine of all. Learn more at fisherhouse.org. Hello, and welcome back to the Born Knowledge Podcast. A different effort, different, a new series today, shall I say. This is our first of a debate series, and this is episode one. Again, I'm joined by Aslam and MK. And uh, just uh, before we start this, but um, although we are the Ball Knowledge Podcast, this debate can be about absolutely anything. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So... (laughs) It won't be just football like we've just like we've discussed previously. It could be about anything. It could be about sport, music, movies, whatever you can think of. We'll talk about it. Boys, are we ready? Yeah, always ready. Okay, Aslam, you take the floor. Attention, ride on bus, ride on extra, flash and flex riders. Fare collection will resume on August first. Fares will be collected at a new reduced rate. All trips are now only one dollar. Kids, seniors, and disabled still ride for free. The new reduced rate of $1 reflects Montgomery County's desire to provide equitable transit for all riders. Pay via Smart Trip card, download the Smart Trip app on your mobile phone, or pay with exact change. Learn more at rideonbus.com. All right, yes. All right. Essentially, right. My question is Is K pop inherently bad? Because as we see, right? In general, the fans are terrible. We get that, but like, there's also a lot of vitriol towards actual stars and the music, right? So I wanted to know: is it actually bad, or like, you know, is it just perception? It also um, a lot of debate in our group chat. So yeah, it was me. Start. <clears throat> Although. I do. I don't. I don't like the fans on Twitter and stuff. Oh, that's the thing. I don't think the music is necessarily bad. I don't listen to it. I, I think Personally, it's trash. I don't listen to it. <laughs> I think it's garbage. I'm, I'm sure it's not incredibly crap. It's not like you see, you see BBs where the intro of those videos come up. <laughs> it's not like that. Intro. It's a bit happy. It's happy music. Still happy, man. What do you mean it's too happy? The, the, the heart take, heart take the intro of the song is serious. Heart take is serious, but it, even though that's not really the, my, my, my issue. My issue is with the fans. I don't really have issue with the, even though it's kind of meaty, but I don't really have issue with the actual tune or the music they capable of and artists play. But for me, it's the, I just can't, the fans are terrible, man. All right, like, so what is the fans then? Because huh? I don't think, I think the large majority, right? are fine i just think some of them are too nuts like for instance do you, do you not remember one direction yeah these people are crazy like their fans are mental 
yeah, he's still got like Zayn Malik has like Asia on on his on his finger. Like all of them sent for him. That's not his fault, right? It's the yeah. same way with like these K-pop people. It's like you be related to sport, like you know Magic Johnson. Apparently, yeah. there's a story that after every NBA game, there used to be lines of women just waiting to sleep with him. Like yeah. they'd line up outside his room just for him to. Maybe that's how he got like you know his later disease, but like that's then to as well. Oh. Like I just think there's this perception that oh it's just K-pop fans that are crazy. Bro, all fans are crazy. Yeah, like, just, all of them mm. are nuts, right? It's just these are take it to a different level. Even <laughs> about them on you, on your neck. That they even know random stuff about you. Like, well, how do you know about this? This one to make like the one to defame or I say decharacterize you, whatever. That's what they want to try to do because I don't really take when I see them like onto one person because they say one bad thing about the artist they they love so much. Best believe your account's gone. <laughs> Let's make a new one. As soon as the one limbs in your price, yeah, just suspend that account quickly before it gets before it gets long because they are they're ruthless. I get I get what you're coming at, but at the same time, it's like what we say about football fans. When there's some Man United fans being racist or Liverpool fans being racist, we say it's not all fans, it's just a select bunch of the fans that are ruining the whole perception of a fan base, right? So I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's bad in terms of just because the fans are annoying. I get I don't listen to K-pop music, but I'm sure it's not bad. Yeah, I think I think the like generally, the fans are yeah they're they're a bit more hyped up, but that's because they want to promote their stuff in it. Yeah. Right. Like, and you, you've seen them do good. Like when the Black Lives Matter stuff happened last year with the protests, they got it trending. They started donating. Like the yeah. general populace is is quite alright, and the K-pop stars themselves on the whole are generally alright. They promote like pretty decent values. Like support your mental health, you know, try to be happy, all, all that lovey-dovey stuff, right? I just think the viral, like, the vocal minority, sorry, just ruined it for a whole bunch. Like, like with what you said, like, they're too crazy is the problem. Like, yeah, I might say I don't like K-pop, and that's my personal opinion. I don't really listen to music anymore, but I might say I don't like K-pop. And then, like, I, some people from some next land, Hundreds in my replies said, oh, why don't you like it? This is why you should like it. Bro, if I don't like it, I don't like it. You should, it shouldn't affect you that much. You can change opinions, but you don't have to be so violent about it. So you, it's not necessary. People are different, isn't it? What? They, they, some of them just think that you can't have that opinion. I can say they're garbage. I want to say they're garbage. <laughs> but you can say great garbage or whatever. I don't really care. Say, say it's garbage. No, it doesn't, doesn't affect anything. But my opinion, they just take it like, oh, like I, like I, oh, like I must have stole something from them. The way they react and they come, come for you, for me, that's why it makes it not inherently bad, but bad name, like bad reputation. I, I think their industry is also a bit messed up. Like, oh yeah. Like I think the managers take a lot of like control and power away from their stars, and like they get forced to be into groups and stuff when they don't really want to to try and broaden their appeal and. Was there that take the uh, what's it called that K-pop star like last year, two years ago or something that was like grooming like young girls and stuff? It's, it's I don't know. It's just weird. I think that's just like 
entertainment industry in general, but like, yeah. Oh, man. It's really I do think though that um, K-pop sucks, and uh, I think it's, I think it's, I think it should be known that you know it's bad. Yeah, it's definitely. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's garbage, man. <laughs> it's yeah, uh, we've seen it's bad because we just don't like the songs, or it's because we've kind of grown out of listening to pop songs all the time. I mean, I don't listen to anything, so I can objectively say they're all. But like, the K-pop industry has K-dramas. Even you know, what? I'm so nice. I tried a K-drama. It was horrible. It was so yeah. dumb. Like, they're in that. It's so dumb. It's a good bracket though. But even then, it was so boring. Like, it's 20 episodes of just fluff to try and lead up to this one. They think they're too clever. They're not. They're not. If if you're not there yet. Just it's make terrible. some good stuff here and stop introducing all these. Stop making kids. They're like kids. And they're, they're putting them on all these TV shows. It's wrong. The same way with why I don't agree with, you know, putting children onto the onto TV, onto YouTube, any of that. It's not right. I think that's bare messed up. Because you're ruining that kid's life. Maybe they'll have money, but they don't develop, like, proper social skills and everything. I think it's wrong. Yeah. Gee, there's the Christmas question. Yeah, okay, so agree or disagree then? Is K pop inherently bad? This is, oh, it's not inherently bad. I say disagree. Oh, actually, well, because all the things we said, fans have, they have to take that into account. The fans, plus, the, you just mentioned about the manager taking that, um... their managers take the piss out of them by like taking and like, making you just mentioned that story about they take um, the people. Like the stars into uh, groups, but they don't want to be in groups. So things like that, that counts. I think they just exploiting them because the fact they made it so big in it. So I think they, it wasn't, it wasn't supposed to be this like this big thing. I don't think they expected it to be this big, but because it is now, I say yes. I agree. I agree. It's inherently bad. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, I'll disagree. I don't, I don't think it's inherently bad. Obviously, there's a few bad apples in. Fan base. You, but all you? in all, there, there's probably there's a there's a reason <laughs> why there's there's got to be a reason why it's so successful worldwide. Like, we I know we don't like it, but it's saying that other people will, and it appeals to more people than it does to us. And so it's not inherently bad, I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't think it's inherently bad. I just think it's been exploited to become awful. Like the way certain people have latched onto it, it yeah. makes it horrible when at its root it shouldn't really be. It's just like another industry. It's just like if um, Somalia like kind of corporatized their music industry or like with Bollywood. If you don't like it, I think that's the thing. It's just like there's too much vitriol in that for it to be, you know, seen as something good, even though. It, can be because it promotes good values. Yeah. yeah. So, so you do you disagree with me? Yeah, I disagree. You got outvoted, MK. <laughs> you are the weakest link. Here. Don't, so come. Want, nah. Don't <laughs> come. No. Uh, 
Uh, hold on. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply. Stop. Opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news: your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you. You can get started for just one dollar. Text the word "grade" to thirty-two, thirty-two, thirty-two right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun, and everything can be done right from home and in less than twenty minutes a day. For more than thirty years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text "grade" to thirty-two, thirty-two, thirty-two and teach your child to read in just thirty days, guaranteed. Text "grade" to thirty-two, thirty-two, thirty-two right now and get started for just one dollar. Text "grade" to thirty-two, thirty-two, thirty-two now. Text "grade" to thirty-two. 3232. So my question, my question is, out of the four American sports, so the NFL, mm-hmm. the NBA, the NHL, and the MLB, right. which is the hardest to win? To win? Mm. I'm, I'm not too clued up with NHL, because that's hockey. I'm out, out, I will say I don't think it's NHL only because it's it's more of a momentum thing when you go into the playoffs because it's a game it's games of seven going on in it so like basketball but it's not as hard as basketball because I know um this year the Montreal Canadiens had a pretty surprising run all the way to the finals because every thought Vegas was gonna win it but they got through it because they played well during the playoffs. So it's more of a case of they played well and got into the finals instead of actually being the best. Yeah, NBA is always the best team that wins it, really, most of the time. Yeah, I, th- I think with the other ones, with the addition of things like series, on the whole, the best team will normally win, discounting like injuries and all that. Whereas the NFL, it's like, if you're good on this day, you're going to win. You don't have to be better than the other team, but if you just play better, you're in with a chance always and because everything is just like one game so it's like you have to do well in the regular season you have to be good for 16 17 games or even good for like 10 or 11 and even then you might not be guaranteed a spot in the playoffs because the other teams are so good then you have to get through the little tree of like two three games and then you get to the super bowl and you have to be good so really you have to be good for like 20 21 games whereas in like the other ones, MLB you have a 160 game ser- uh, season followed by series of seven. So the yeah. best team in the regular season, the best teams will normally pan out into the playoffs, and then the better teams will normally win over a seven game series. Or with the NBA, same thing. NHL, as you said, probably the same thing as well. Or if that's more momentum based. So I think NFL you have to be perfect for too little a time, whereas the NBA, you can just catch up and be better eventually. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. I think the NFL, well, while watching, I think it's been a lot harder to try winning an NFL championship than winning an NBA championship. Oh, obviously, when you get you get the NBA, you get, you get sort of surprise teams like the Toronto Raptors winning it a few years ago. So then normally you will see someone like LeBron winning it year in, year out. You see Jordan won it in his 
with um, double three peats, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. I don't. I think the NFL is a lot harder to win than the NBA and um all the others. I think NFL's got because everybody's valued like like you can't get carried in NFL, can you? Not really. Maybe obviously like, the quarterbacks obviously do a lot, but you can't really. Get <clears throat> Yeah, no. Proves that <laughs> he can he can put up historic numbers, and it doesn't matter because his defense just collapses every time they get to some place. Exactly. Yeah. Well, since LeBron just gets sixty, they won. But I still think hitting sixty is hard. And remember, the NBA is like seventy-two game season, and then the playoffs is long so because you're competing with the same team for seven games max, and another team for seven games max maybe. Then another one to the finals, conference finals, and then the actual finals. There's pressure all along through our season, for even in the best team or the worst. There's always pressure. So, and it's taxing physically because you're playing every other day. So, like, I'm pretty sure the Warriors last season had to play every other day, but with eight rotating players. So, they had like a, a big issue, injury issue, and then they had to play the, even a new addition, the play ins. So that's even more games and even more competition. So I just think because of the fact there's so many like games to play and then there's more competition and there's more like like steps to get to the finals. And then this finals also long too. I think it's yeah, NBA was just, just way too many games. I, I get that. But in, in saying that in NBA, you still get a seven game series though. True. Compared to the NFL, where it's just one game. And you have to be good for that game because if you get an injury in that game, you can get one of your subs or whatever, you can sub someone in, but you know you'll have a gaping hole there. Because if it's like one of your best players, they're out, you're done. Because if, let's say, Lakers, no LeBron, no ring, simple. And even with um, with the Nets, just have KD and, and Harden, but Half injured Harden, no Kyrie, they collapsed. Yeah, no, but even with that, with like the seven game series, that means you have seven games to catch up and to analyze your other team. And yeah. even then, like most years, you can predict who's going to win. Like last year, even though the Bucks won, it was more like, well, they won, people say they won because of injuries, but people predicted a winner out of the East, especially because the Lakers got hit by injury. The year before, the Lakers were the favorites, they won it. The year prior, what's it called? The Raptors won and they were sick. They played very well, obviously. The Warriors lost KD and lost Clay as well. So it was like, okay, fair enough. The the Warriors were higher, but then because of the injuries, they got depleted. The year before, the Warriors, the Warriors, Cavs. The Cavs was a surprise again, but it's LeBron. So you know that he could pull something like that off. The year prior, the Warriors. Every year you, can, you can roughly see who's going to win or at least who's going to compete in it. Whereas the NFL, like the Chiefs were heavily touted as the favourites. Then they lost their entire offensive line and everyone went, oh, well, it must be Tampa. Even with Tampa, yeah. they didn't have high hopes for Tampa, but they got into the playoffs. They did what they were supposed to do. And then the Packers got hit by Bakhtiari um, getting injured and then, you know, their defence being the most defence that we see from them. But it's similar that injuries, like you just mentioned injuries for um, the Chiefs. The Warriors had injuries in 2019. And, I, and I've just ruled out, well, not ruled out, but 
then all, all of a sudden Raptors were like the favourites with Kawhi and Siakam and that. So we all thought they were going to be the, from around game six that we expected Raptors to wrap it up. But it's, the injuries were even injuries are like every sport really. But when you hit and when Airfoil gets hit with injuries, especially the best players, they you, you will lose guaranteed basically. Because even with even though they're, they're the Chiefs had two of their players playing, like Hill and and um, Mahomes. They still had, I swear, that their defensive line was all gone. Who they playing with? Like the they played with like all subs on their offensive yeah. line. Yeah, exactly. Like that Mahomes was. Isn't that similar? Isn't that similar to the Warriors with no KD and Clay? Like those two gone. All of a sudden, our, our defense and our offense look weaker. Because Clay's a really good defender. I get I get what you're saying, like, but I will add that when when you watch an NFL game or an NFL playoff game compared to an NBA playoff game, and the NFL one is more like game chess because you're not only trying to be the better team, you're also trying to beat your other coach and outthink him. That's why coaches like the 49ers coach we have, um, Carl Shanahan, he's known for being a wizard with his offense. He'll, he'll bring out trick plays. He'll trick the defense because it's a game of chess going forward. Because you yeah. want to out, you want to outmaneuver your opponent. Because yeah. if they if they can tell what you're gonna do, then they'll take. Because I know in, in the NFL, when before you start any game, before you start, you plan up your first nine players, yeah. and after that, it's what you think will work. Just like a game of chess, you know how you're gonna start a game of chess. You move the pawn, your opponent moves the pawn, you move your react to knight or whatever, then yeah, you exactly you have to react to what's happening in the game. Whereas for an NBA game or an NBA playoff series, let's say, you have seven games. So even if you lose the first two, you can still go on to win. Yeah. Or you lose your you even if you lose the three, you can still go on to win. With in, with an NFL game, if you lose your first three quarters or you you're down at half time, it doesn't look good for you. That's why um, the Patriots, when they beat Atlanta, they were down 28-3 to coming into the fourth quarter. No one gave them a chance. If you looked at the stats, Atlanta were like 99% win probability at that time. But then out of nowhere, Belichick woke up, Shanahan being the offensive coordinator for um, the, of, um, the Falcons at the time, took a step back and just didn't do anything. Now, with Belichick being, I believe he was offensive coordinator at the Bills before he went to the Patriots, he knows how to run an offense properly. That's why Brady's considered one of the best quarterbacks ever. Yeah. So it's more, well, you have to outmaneuver your opponent on the day. Because if you're not yeah, up yeah, for it, yeah. then you're done. Because yeah, there's one game and you're out. And with the comeback, yeah. it's like with the NBA, you can have major flips in the game. Like with yeah. the Bucks, they were up like 20 on the Nets. And then the Nets came back. And it was similar throughout. Like Even the Nets, we came back from like 10, 15 points down. And um, there, there's not as many flips in an NFL game. If you're leading, you're most likely going to win, bar some late game heroics. And it's always down to like big miracles more than like just the flow of the game. Like with basketball, it's, it's very momentum-based, whereas with NFL, it's just like, if you're getting beat, you're getting beat normally. Like, eight out of ten times, you're just going to lose. And when you've lost, 
then you have like what another year to think about how you're going to get better whereas with the nba it's like you lose our oh, well we've got we've got two days to rectify this to make this better in that case it's easier because you have not a chance but is physically that it does affect you physically though like you're playing all these games just on the back of a 72, 72 game season there's always injuries involved and then the main player has to step in to cover the other player that's injured that happens a lot of stuff last season even with um, the Lakers they had to manage AD's situation so LeBron had to play more, way more games than he should have and even with the Clippers quite not quite quite was out here and then Paul George took over so sometimes you do have to like when you when you when got injuries you have to actually play even harder than you usually will on both ends. Yeah, but so bring about, yeah. is harder, but bring about the physical stuff. It's like the NFL is like you could die. <laughs> like, yeah. like it's mental. Like even if you survive in the NFL, later on in life you get like head problems, like concussions and yeah. mm. like, but they got, they got like, the NBA is like yeah, it's physically taxing, I get that. But with the NFL, there's always the possibility that you might die on the pitch. Yeah, but, and, that's but then that's because, um, but they're all big though. Like, they're not, that's why they're all trained to be physically all big because you can't, you can't be, yeah. you can't be like Tyler Hero and be in the NFL. That's not going to work. You can't be small, well, not small, but like skinny and then be, get, meet up against all these big, no, you can't, that's impossible. Even then, they have helmets and stuff. But yeah, NFL is definitely the most physical out of the, out of the two. But in terms of tax and fitness-wise, you have to be at your best every game. Like every game, you have to be. Otherwise, out. Well, not completely out, but it'll be hard to come back from the first two games. You have to be mentally strong and be like on it. Everybody has to be on it to come back from two games down. I guess everybody did it like twice this year, didn't they? That's, that's why they can be honest with the best in the world. You know, I'm saying the best in the world, not in the top three in the world for no reason. He's there because he's got it here and he's really, really good. But I just think the amount of games they play, I have to decide to NBA, just way too many games. But NFL tactically, it's different, it's a different level. Like they reacted, like you said, they react during games, whilst NBA, they were just, the only time they will ever react is when it's like the last quarter and then the coach tells you to do this play before the for the buzzer beat or whatever. That's the only time you see the coaches react. But NFL, they're always reacting. That's why you can say that's harder, but I think physical-wise, the fitness-wise, I think it's it's crazy in NBA. Because they have to play yeah, every I, I, I get what you're saying, but in, in, in an argument to that, in, in baseball, you can, you can get teams playing double-headers every day. So you get two seven, instead of a nine-inning game, you get two seven-inning games back-to-back. Back. And in which... <laughs> yeah, because you look like it with COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you get into the playoffs, the playoffs are structured like you get two wild, you get a wild card game, right? Yeah. So it's wild card game is uh, get best of three, and then you go face the number one seed. So you have that momentum going, but then you're coming up against who was the best team in the regular season, while you just barely scrape the playoffs. Because if you if you think if you think of MLB. Nowadays, you think of someone like the last few years has always been the Dodgers, the Rays, the Astros, because they've been the best teams. So that's why I'm not saying baseball. Again, that's why I'm also not saying someone like um. That's why I'm not saying basketball. I'm arguing at a felt because 
you can get into our playoffs in basketball, but then you just do you do end up coming up against the best team. Because we saw the Clippers this year, they decided, oh yeah, what we're gonna do is coming to the end of the regular season, we're gonna lose a few games because when we know we're gonna make the playoffs, but we don't want to face the Lakers. That's why the Clippers lost the like last three or four games of the season. They lost to us, the Rockets, and we were crap. <laughs> we were crap all the last season. But they lost a few games, so they didn't face the Lakers. And then they got to the championship game, I believe, and lost to the Suns, who I well they they weren't number one, were they? Denver were number one. Uh, yeah, they were the number two seed. Yeah. Utah was number one. Utah. Oh, Utah were number one. Yeah, Suns was that second, were they not? Yeah, Suns were second. I think the Nuggets were. They were four. like fourth or fifth. Yeah, they were. I think the fifth actually, and the Trailblazers were up there as well. Yeah. So I'll... yeah, it's more of a. You lose a few games, you know you're still in the playoffs, right? When it comes to the when it comes to basketball, MLB. Because us the Giants right now, we're argue we are we have the best record in baseball. Yeah. And we're we we got like a ninety nine percent chance of making the playoffs now because not many games left in September because the playoffs start in October. So if we lose a few games, we're still like at the moment like ten or eleven games ahead of the Reds or the Padres in the in the yeah, wild card spots. You're on seventy two and you're on eighty six. So yeah, exactly. So we can we can afford to lose a few games, but we don't want to give up a number one spot. Same with the basketball. The Clippers can afford to lose a few games and drop down in the playoff seedings just because they don't want to face the Lakers. But in the NFL, before you get to playoffs, you can't afford to lose any games. That's why um, two seasons ago when the 49ers got to the Super Bowl, the last regular season game was the 49ers versus the Seahawks. If the 49ers won, they would have got number one spot. If the Seahawks won, they would have got number one spot. But if the 49ers lost, they would have dropped down to eight or seven. Yeah. That's why that was a massive game. And it was worse because the 49ers had to go to Seattle. And Seattle is notoriously one of the worst places to play in the NFL. So if they had lost that game, they would have dropped from number one to number eight in the seedings. You know, think about that. That's, it is kind of... Because that is, I don't re, I realize that the the difference between first and eighth is close quite up. close, isn't it? Because yeah. there's a lot less game being played, but it's still quite close in the standings. So it depends on what you see harder than. Because you can say first eight less games means you have to be on every game, but then you yeah. obviously you're more rested to an extent. So you're not really always like, oh, I just came back from a lot of game other day. But whilst the Christmas period in the NBA is mad. Where they're playing every day sometimes. They play every day. Yeah. They expect it to keep up with because you always want to be first seed to get an easier draw. So they're like the Lakers and Nets will always have to play every game at their best to be always in the top top two at least top three. But they don't want to be where Lakers were like last time. We had to face the Suns where the Suns were top two. They want to avoid the, if they were actually competing or they had a good playoff. Or say play um good regular season, they'll be in the top two. Lakers they Lakers are top two best teams in in their division, West. True, but I get what you're saying about um like Christmas Day and stuff, but then in the NBA you still get rotations where your best players are rested two games, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah they do that. Yeah. And LeBron wanted to not play every game, but he could have missed 
unload and then because AD went down. Yeah, The only time you see NFL players like rested is coming off an injury for the first week, like Dak Prescott or like what the Chiefs normally do with Mahomes, which is rest him the last week because they've already got number one spot like sorted. That's that's another one. That's kind of advantage for the best teams do. The best teams can win, and when they confirmed, they can just do they can rest until the Super Bowl or the playoffs. Sorry. I think they only did that last season though because they changed the playoff format. So uh, the number one seed normally would get a week off because they do the wild card games and then you play right. But last year because of COVID, they were like, okay, we're going to switch up the playoff format. We're going to add an extra play. We're going to get rid of that rest for the, the um, team in number one spot. And we're going to make you play. Play for what? what, what pay yeah, for? Instead of doing the wild card games, I think it, I think it was um, you get first versus eighth straight away instead of getting this. Um, Is it? So yeah. then who wins out? Let's say eighth wins. Then they go forward. Let's say the Bills were number eight and the Chiefs were number one. If the Bills had beaten the Chiefs, they would have gone forward and the Chiefs would have been out. And you can make a case, oh, but we were battling for number one last week and now we had to play again straight away. Oh, we had to play a week later in the playoffs where the teams turn up. Oh. So that's crazy because I thought, cause I thought it was just literally normally we just for, they can go through because they they deserve to go through if they're first. So that yeah, means they they places of jeopardy. They, they, they got in they're in trouble even if they are top. Yeah. Is it not? It's not similar, but it kind of sounds similar with their new planes do a little bit, where we was seventh, the Warriors seventh, and then we had to face um what's Morant's team event called? Uh, the crazy year, they had to face him, and then they were below us, but we beat them the first time, and we've had to face the Lakers. Now we lost to the Lakers by LeBron, we won the game in the end, and then we had to go back to face the Grizzlies, and then they beat us. It's not similar, like similar scenario. Where we had I to mean, kind of, because uh, the NFL have the wild card rule as well, isn't it? Yeah. So, I think it was the wild card rule. You get um whoever comes like right just scrape playoffs so like yeah. seventh eighth I think you'd get them facing somebody but then again you even if you come seventh or eighth and get through the wild card you still have to face the number one seat it's like four uh, five versus eight and six versus seven and the winners go through oh that's interesting yeah that your mind then okay. To join us on the dark side. The dark side, I mean the right. Dark side, nicer dark side. It must be the bad side. (laughs) You agree with me? It would be harder. The NFL is harder, mate. You you could beat LeBron in the playoffs, but if you come against Brady in the playoffs, you don't have much of a chance. Brady, I think, going to the Super Bowl has only lost two playoff games. But that means that's more, more. That means it's more compared. Like it's more competitive in the NBA because the draft system 
I don't know if it's the same for the NFL where the the worst teams get a yeah. Oh, so the ranking wise, the worst team in the NFL get the number one seed. That's why it's easier to tank in the NFL because the worst team will 100 percent get the number yeah. one. The lottery is always like there's a high chance of the worst teams to get top two. Yeah, not the next the Rockets were the second. It's not like like last year, didn't Houston didn't you have one of the worst records, like the worst? Yeah. You you didn't get the oh, number. We got, no, we got two. The two seed. Exactly. Got, like, even, even if you get the even if you get the worst pick, there's still a chance you won't even get the first pick anyway. Yeah, exactly, because um, there was a oh, chance the Warriors could have got the number one seed as well in the draft. But we had like a very small chance. That's why they were seventh. <clears throat> but even I was like I said, like, NBA is more like there's more competitiveness everywhere. Like right. if you, you can't beat LeBron, it's possible. Brady, it's, it feels like it's impossible to even beat him where everything goes to. And I was, even with um, Nima Holmes, he's came out of the scene like three years ago. He's now someone that. Everybody fears, kind of, especially when he has his fully fit squad, like his team. They can't really. That's why Chiefs are going to be favourites again to get to the Super Bowl finals again. They will be. But with the NBA, I don't think LeBron, even with this new team, I don't see them uh, getting to the teams. I was going to bring that up actually. I know we we talk about favourites, right? In the NBA, when you see favourite, you know there are favourites. So the Bucks, you know that they could win it. The Lakers, you know they can win it. The Nets, the, the, Nets, the, the Warriors, the, you know they can win it, right? They, they say, if we're talking historically the last few years, the whole Warriors yeah, are always yeah. one of the favourites, right? Yeah. The NFL, though, is different because you do have your top four teams that can win it. So you usually get someone like um, the Bucks now because Brady's there, Mahomes and the Chiefs, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, and then like... Um, like New Orleans Saints when Breeze was there, they were always favourites to win it all. Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. But then you get teams just randomly. They they go f- go against all of the odds and make the run. Like the 49ers in 2019, we weren't supposed to be there because injuries killed us the season before and everyone just wrote us out. We, we worked and worked and worked. And when we didn't have the injuries, we were there. We were at the Super Bowl. Although it didn't go away, we were there. Did Brady we, knock out the Patriots with Brady, or was that the Dolphins? Oh. Like two years ago. And I know the, the Dolphins beat the Patriots just before the season ended. In the, in the playoffs, in the first round, didn't, I think it was the Titans. They beat the Yeah, Patriots the Titans, yeah. almost beat the Chiefs. Yeah. But even with, like, what's it called? Even though the Patriots were heavily favoured, and even the Chiefs were, it's not like the Titans were just pushovers. Whereas the first round in the playoffs, it's like if you have the Lakers against someone, it's probably the Lakers. If you yeah. have the Warriors when they were fit, someone is the Warriors. There's less chance of an upset. Even with the Knicks and the Hawks, we weren't exactly favoured and we got white. Because of them games. So that's why we say the NFL, because there's always Brilliant. It's always, it is always a team that goes, but it is always a team that goes on a run. Dude. Like 2020, the Heats went on a run to the finals, and they, they actually took Lakers all the way to Game Six, was it? Game Seven. That was Game yeah, Six. Actually, back then, like as much as you can say they took them there, they, no one, no one really said, yeah, they'll win it. Whereas with the NFL, it's like 
when the Bucks were on their run, even at the end, you could still say, yeah, they could do it. They could. They have a 50-50 shot. It's not like... The Heat had injuries. If the Lakers had injuries, the Heat would win the, the, the NBA. Fact. If LeBron or somebody was out, let's say that AD out, I still think the, the Heat win. And he's will be champions. But that'll be, that'll be I mean, missing. going into this season, the Lakers aren't exactly lacking in talent, are they? I still think that. I think I don't think they make the finals. I think they're too old. They they got no spacing, and they've got one person that can shoot freeze consistently. And that's LeBron, and I don't think he's even that great consistently either. Lonnie so right. That's the season it. before the Heat finished what seed? They weren't. Where were they? Four. Yeah, I think they were like four. Okay. And the Heat have a better team now, and I still don't think Heat will do anything now. But the 2020, they had they had a weaker team. Uh, they still managed to get all the way to the finals and almost take. I'm pretty sure took Lakers to game six, but they could have took them to game seven easily. Obviously, LeBron took over and that's long. When LeBron takes over, you can't do anything about that really. It's like with Brady or. We're going around in circles. So, where did. You still see the NBA? I see the NBA still. Time will prove us right. You just wait. I'm good. Do you have a question? Oh, yeah. Should I think about the football or not? Or should I be generic? I've got three questions. I don't know if I should be gen- give a generic debate or not so generic. I just give one of the questions. You can even ask both and we'll decide which is the more fun question. Well, okay, this one's better. It's, a, it's Harry Kane in the, in the Aguero, Henri and Drogba debate. And another question is, is Steph Curry top 10 in ever? Are well, we, the yeah, second just... one is definitely no. So, let's go with the first. The first one should be definitely no. What do you mean the second one should be definitely no? Wait, okay, wait, wait. Pick one, pick one of them. I want the Harry Kane one. I even got one word, but this one's the most generic of all of them. But technically speaking, I've never set debated this, so this counts. Who's the go, Ronaldo or Messi? Oh, God. That's <laughs> the most generic one, but I don't want to have that one because we always could disagree. Actually, I, don't I, don't know. Know. I don't know who it is my vote for. We're, we're missing one of the biggest proponents there. I don't mind having the debate. I would have both of you. <laughs> but, no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Right now, so I'm actually picking the Harry Kane one, never mind. Harry Kane one? Yeah. I don't even mind arguing for Harry Kane. Oh, what? <laughs> We're going to have a howl here. Okay, let's call it. So, is Harry Kane in the Aguero, Henri, Drogba debate? Oh, actually, let me change that. Aguero, Henri, Rooney debate. Oh. And Drogba. I think Drogba needs to be there because yeah, there's I'm a lot of Drogba. debate about Drogba versus Kane. Yeah, so too many. I, I, I'm, I'm sick to my stomach about that. It's, so, it's absolutely terrible. Drogba for me cannot be compared. Harry Kane cannot be compared to Drogba. Not a chance. No way. So, you're going with Harry Kane. Are you for real? I mean, I feel like I'm going to be the only one here arguing for him. So I might have to. Maybe. Harry's absolutely nowhere near this. He's nowhere near this debate. But you have to play yeah. devil's advocate. Look, right. Here, here's the thing, right? As much as like, all the other ones that you just named have trophies, like that's Harry Kane's biggest falling spot, right? If he had trophies, maybe you could push harder for him to be higher. But his goal record says a lot. And I think loyalty actually counts for him. And I know he wasn't very loyal this summer, yeah, but 
let's just discount this someone. Let's just let's just act like we're having this debate in like May, right? No. <laughs> like May. He even had an interview with Gary Neville in May. All right, fine. So we'll move it back to the month before May. What's that? April. No, no, no. We just kind of wanted to go absolutely leave Look, yeah. What what I don't like in in most sports debates is when is when you talk about an individual player, right? But then you bring up team collective achievement. Like in football, it's a team sport. So as much as one player can try and carry you to glory, you're never going to get that. And you've seen that with Barcelona trying to hold on to Messi or Juve trying to push everything through Ronaldo. You need a team collective to actually win a trophy, right? So I think if you're arguing for Harry Kane, you have to look at it from an individual point of view and you just have to look at what he's done for Tottenham. And that is bring goals and a load of goals. Like he's the first one where Rooney had it for a bit where it was like maybe he could break the record. But I think Kane has that going for him where if he stays at Tottenham, even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't move to City, he just stays at Tottenham, I think he could break the record if he goes at the rate. And I think he's he's been the spearhead for a Tottenham side that's been competitive for most years, especially under Pochettino. And now you're seeing the rails kind of go under, but even so, he's put, still putting up the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I think because... It's not about for me. He's like trophies. I don't really. That's not where I'm. St- that's why I'm. Not, that's why I'm not putting him in anywhere near this debate. It's more because of his. I just don't think he has a legacy at all. I guess he scored a goal, a re- tapping rebound penalty against Denmark the other month, and and a little couple of goals against one of the worst teams in Euros, Ukraine. I don't know what how they got to go. <laughs> other than that, and then he's curling at Arsenal for two-two draw. That's his legacy. Lucas Moura and and so on. Um, their moments are more memorable than if you had a king's for Spurs. That's a fact. Nobody remembers the curl against Arsenal when it was 2 2. It wasn't, they didn't even win. He scored one great goal against Arsenal. I, I get what you're saying, but it just sounds like you're arguing that he doesn't have trophies. Exactly. No, no, but in terms of Harry Kane building a legacy, he has to win trophies. He's given like a hat trick out of nowhere in a big game where everybody. Where he had to step up, Moura and Son had to step up. They did. Hurricane, when the, the team wants, when the Spurs want to step up, Carabao Cup, nah, FA Cup, nah. Premier League, Jamie Vardy. Wait a second, Jamie Vardy has a bigger legacy than him. And he plays for a worse team. Leicester were a worse team than Spurs during that title race. In terms of play for player, they, they were. Spurs had a better manager, better squad, better defense. Midfield, Kante and Dembele, they're, they're not too far apart from each other. Drink water is terrible, but Kanti carried him. And Dembele carried Wanyama, whoever the hell was next to him. And then Spurs had a Kane, Son, Deli Ali front three of Ericsson. That was a much better team than Spurs had than compared to Leicester. But Jamie Vardy scored goals when he mattered. And for me, if not including Vardy in this debate, there's no way Harry Kane is in this debate. No way. Yeah, but I think that's, again, going against... Like, what Spurs failed to do is not Harry Kane's fault. Because he still... He had what? 30, he probably had 30 goals in that season. Like as much as Harry Kane can do a lot, he can only do so much. Then he's relying on other people. That's why playing in up front is or in the attack is much harder because in the midfield you still have an input on the defensive end and on the offensive end. Whereas he can only he's reliant on other people to bring him the ball and then score. 
It's not his fault that the Tottenham team collapsed multiple times. He was there. Yeah, you can say he collapsed with them, but that's again, it's not completely his fault. If you're putting up the numbers and your team isn't helping you, like with Steph Curry last season, you were arguing for him to be MVP even while the rest of the team was trapped because he carried them to that point. Well, he's also pulling the individual accolades. At some point, you have to realize that Tottenham are not built like other teams. Like with the Leicester season, they were very lucky that number one, they didn't have many major injuries that affected their team. And number two, they played in a way that was that fully utilized every portion of them. Like they were a very counter-attacking team, and they hit people on the break, and no one was really expecting that from them. After the season before, they were they almost got relegated, and then relied on you know Nigel Pearson to do a job. Like Tottenham played a different way, and also their team isn't as strong collectively because apart from the first eleven. If you look at their bench, their bench strength wasn't that good. And it's never it's more been... about Spurs. It's more about Spurs' quality than, than Harry Kane himself. Yeah. I mean, Kane, I, I, personally, I don't think he's too far off the debate, right? Obviously, you've got the argument that, oh, yeah, he doesn't off me. win trophies, but he's, he's, a, he's a proven goal scorer. And so I think he's got more goals than Drogba has at the moment. He's not a far off from Rooney. He's not a far. I wouldn't say he's not far off from Rooney, but he's not. He's not completely shit that he couldn't get Rooney's record. He's not getting out at all. But it's, it's it's sort of the same argument we make for Gerard. He didn't have a team around him. That's why he didn't win the Premier League. Same with Harry Kane. He doesn't have a team behind him. He doesn't win anything. And even with the like Kane stuff, like in the Champions League before Haaland broke his record, he had the record for the fastest to get to like twenty goals. It's not like he's a muppet when it matters in the competition that we rate the highest. He's got goals in the Premier League. He's got goals in the um, Euros, even. He's got goals in the World Cup. He's got goals in the Champions League. He's going to be, in, I think he's England's top goal scorer in um, tournament football now. He'll probably break Rooney's no, record for England. Okay. It's, either he's, he, it's either he's tied with Lineker or he surpassed Lineker. Sure he did that with his last goal. I remember that. But I don't even think Lineker, if, if we include in Premier League history, I don't think Lineker's in this. No, no I'm, I'm just saying, like, Lineker's record for the, the tournament faster. You can bring up England, but England were in the semi-final in the World Cup. He was probably the worst. And in the final, he did nothing. Again. Yes, uh, the, the, the way we set up against Italy were great, but he was too far in the midfield again. And that's his problem. He lost to drop deep too much instead of Occupying defenders or just like being in the box. Yeah, again, but that's 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 the team's fault. Like as much as that's why I'm no. saying it's not his fault that the midfield and the defense didn't cater to him. Because if you watch it for the first half, he was useful because they weren't going long. They were trying to progress the ball to him so that he could play the facilitator role for the others. The second half they went long and had him go up against Chiellini and Bonucci. That's exactly what they wanted. So it's not his fault that the yeah, team... As a striker, you can only do so much. He tried to drop deep to try and help. That's it. Yes, I agree that's a problem with him. But if your midfield isn't doing enough, you're going to have to try and go. And then you break up play as a result because you're not in the right position. But that's not his fault. If he was a winger or if he was a midfielder, then he could have more um, more of a mark on the game. Like England didn't have like any shots after Luke Shaw scored. 
the only yeah, real attacking threat was based on set pieces because the team around him wasn't helping. They all dropped deeper. And they went into a similar thing yeah. with all England teams where they didn't play to their strengths. They instead tried to they they crapped themselves on the highest stage because they realized we're close to something. You can't blame Kane for that. As much as he went on the rest of the team. But he's always involved when it comes to bottling. With Spurs, he's the he's always the one that normally like, at least with at least have a performance where people say he had no help. Like he was there, he hit the post. You can't really blame Kane for bottling though. First way, uh, literally part- days before the Carabao Cup final, they sacked Mourinho. Yeah, I know, but that Hagen is enough. I don't think he, played. Was he, he didn't play, did he? Yeah, did but he- even still, with half of the finals he's been in, he's come off trying or off an injury. Champions League final, he was rushed back because he tried to play for the team and he wanted to be in there for their biggest moment in years. For the Carabao Cup final, he got injured like a week or two before and he had to try and rush the process. I agree that he hasn't done enough trophy-wise, but, but even for Spurs league him games, as the spearhead of that is unfair, in my opinion. But even for Spurs league games, I don't. His best moments when he literally scored a goal against Arsenal—that's his best moment. You can't tell me he's not had a, a legacy for me in the Premier League. He's not there. Wardy's there. He's done it. Eleven goals in a row. Eleven goals in no, eleven games. Eleven goals. I was, and if he scored that eleventh goal against United, he was scoring every time to keep Leicester in his title race. How could he do the same with Dele Ali, Son, Eriksson? Like, he, had a, he had a super team. I suppose it's the best ever team, probably. I don't think it's better, better team than that. So, my issue with Harry King is like, he's not. He relies on others a lot, which he, he needed for to let team as I've got 11 plays. Obviously, he needs a strong team, but I just don't know if. I will never rely on him in the final. That's the one player I want to pick in the final. So, I'm just knowing he wouldn't turn up. Whilst Jogba, for me, the best ever final player ever in Premier League, definitely. Henri, I mean, this guy, 20 goals, 20 assists in, in one season, that's never going to be... I don't feel that will ever happen. Maybe only like a really, really, really good player can ever come close to it. Only player I can see doing it in the world is Messi, but he's in French League. No one's getting 20 goals and 20 assists. That's why Henri, for me, is different. I don't really want to compare him to Henri. And I've got the same with Aguero. Aguero against QPR, that moment, Harry he, he can't do it if he's sick. He will never ever do it. He will never be there. If QPR are winning, QPR will win the game. It does up against Spurs. Because Spurs are the spotting team, because their striker will, won't be there when he matters. Because City nearly bottled it. See, at that time, during 2012, they were known to be the bottlers. Like, they had all this money, did nothing. I think they just about won Community Shields the year before. They, they did nothing since. Like, they weren't the City weren't really nothing since Aguero. So I really, I think that Aguero and Aguero, Drogba and Rooney, they're different level to him. I don't think he'll come. He's twenty years old. How many years? Like how many years spent of Hurricane his prime? Two years. I don't see him doing anything in the next two years because right now he's gonna be at Spurs. Hurricane to City would that ever happen? I don't know. I think he's going to. I think Haaland going to City. I, I, that's what I really think. And Mane already got Ronaldo. I don't see Mane go for Hurricane. And Chelsea got Lukaku. I just don't know where Hurricane's prime years will be at Spurs, and I just don't know if he will ever be in this conversation. Okay, so that's saying you obviously there was a chance that he could have left Spurs this summer. If he had left Spurs and went to City, do you think that would have helped his legacy in your words? No, because he'll be just another player that's, that's won a trophy. Like Ferran Torres won the league last year. It's the same thing. 
he which is a, he's going to be played. I will score twenty goals in the league. Yeah, okay. Well, let's say he took City to the Champions League. Would that be a That's legacy? Uncharted territory. Well, he's never done that. that. If he if ever won, if won City Champions League, then he's, that's it. He's in, definitely close to the conversation. Not very yet, though. Because they've got Regan, he'll score the Champions League final goal. Is he, and if Liverpool fans want him out, they don't want him gone. So I'm not going to just say one game, that if he scores one final goal, yeah, that's it. But obviously, <laughs> yeah, we're not necessarily going to compare Regan to Kane here, are we? There's a reason we don't want Regan in the squad because he's not a goal scorer. He can't score. Alisson outscored him last season. But let's say Origi and Harry Kane retire right now. Both of them retire right now. Origi's career is more memorable. That's because he played for Liverpool for the last few years when we had our resurgence. No, but he played, but he scored twice. He scored in the, in the semi-final, big game player. And in the final, he was there again. And in the league games against Everton and that, he scored, okay, yes, he didn't win the league last season, but he scored a big goal. The Everton game looked like City are going to win the league if he didn't win that. If that was a draw, that's when City would definitely won the league. But Eric was there again. Those moments are more memorable than a tap-in penalty miss against Denmark. Congratulations, he scored it. He almost, he almost bought a penalty in Denmark. If, if that was a 1-1 draw, penalties, Denmark probably win. If we go back to that moment, see, it's little minute moments like that because normally, what's his goalkeeper? Schmeichel always saves those type penalties. He parries them away. I don't know how he parried it towards Harry Kane. So power. Little that was all planned. I just, 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 I he has less legs in the body. It's not too far off Danny Ings. Like, it's just about a bit, but it has bigger legs than Danny Ings, but not too much far. Come to your head. Because I don't see what. Like, Danny Ings got 80 legals. <laughs> I guess what, 100 something. It's not, it's not too far off. That should be. He hasn't done much. It's frozen. Okay. Aslam. So. Is Harry Kane in that debate? No. <laughs> I only played devil's advocate. He's not in that bracket. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm not MK is going to disagree. MK is your question. Is Harry Kane? <laughs> he's um, definitely not. I'm sorry, but he's absolutely not. Absolutely nowhere near the conversation. Uh, he's nowhere near the conversation. Uh, I, I'll, I'll disagree. He's not he's there. But I don't think he's not there yet. <laughs> I think he will be in the future, but he's just no, not there no, no, at the no. moment. Look, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with MK. I'm sorry, he's look. Well, he's got his goals. Look, as much as as much as I was arguing for it, yeah. The pure the the sad fact of sport is if you don't win anything, you're not rated. And he hasn't won anything. And in the big moments. I'm sorry, even though I said he was injured for two of them, he also, you know, bottled it for the other two. It's garbage. So, you know, sorry, but he, he's not there yet. Unless he gets some big performances in the big games or he gets a trophy or two, it has to be big trophies. You, we can't have this conversation again when he went to Carabao Cup. He needs one of the big trophies and he needs to be an <laughs> active part of winning that trophy. Because I, 
if you look at Messi with the Copa America, he was terrible in the final, but he carried the team all the way up to the final. And then for the first time, he relied on someone else. And that's fine. Kane needs the silverware to do something like that. It's going to look like the World Cup. If he won the World Cup, you could put him up in that bracket. But no, didn't. Oh, wait, so. wait a second. If Harry wins the World Cup next year, 2022, oh, he so actually wins the least big reason. And the World Cup. It's Mavaruni. I mean, to be fair, Hurricane is a big reason England went, went to the World Cup semi final in the Euro final this year. But, they, but did he get them over the line? Did he? <laughs> With that semi final, I'm not going to go at him for not passing to Sterling. I'm going to go at him for not finishing. What's he doing? How did he not finish that? I'm disappointed. Yeah, Sterling was offside. So I can be like, fine, fair enough. You didn't pass him. We didn't bloody score either. You ain't there right at the keeper, you clown. Your finishing was terrible. That was terrible. Get sacked. I'm sorry. <laughs> not there. And I don't think he ever will be there because he's that top. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, think... Never <laughs> <laughs> right, I think that's it for today's episode. We've finished quite a funny moment. Uh, thank you for watching. We'll do debate once a week, I think. Yeah. I think we're going to, the football, I think we might have to start doing that once a week now as well. Yeah. We can do that, that's fine. Worst comes to worst, we can film it in a park pit. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Champions League. Is it Champions League uh, after next week? Was it week yeah. after next week? Yeah, the after um, football comes back. To be honest, we can do a kind of a smaller thing. We don't all have to be there. We can just quickly recap. We'll be yeah. sick. Then, coming this week, the NFL preview show. Yeah, at some point we'll do that. Don't worry, boys. Yeah, before Thursday, hopefully. <laughs> Come on, Americans. Love us. More money. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for watching. We'll be back soon. Please like, comment, and share. We would really appreciate the share. And comment. Comment questions you want us to debate. Please. This will it will help us very much. We, we won't have to struggle anymore. Thank <laughs> you very much for watching. And we will see you soon.